This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was pets, and our guest was Farron Einhorn. Please enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I'm Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And this is episode number 42. I think it's the Jackie Robinson Memorial episode. Well, well, well. <laughs> I think it might be. Well, well, 42. well. We're deep in the 40s, Bill. Yeah, we're at the end of the baseball season, so it's only appropriate that we bring up Jackie Robinson. That's right. Um, yeah. Somber. Somber but real. Yes. Very sad thing happened in the world of Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's true, unfortunately. Uh, Jose Fernandez, yes. a star player for the Phenom. Florida Marlins, yeah. passed away in a tragic boating accident. Yeah, that was really hard. And we'd be lying to ourselves, I'd say, as sports fans, if we didn't bring it up on the podcast. Yeah, probably. and it's funny because like he, it seems like you're much more of a virulent baseball fan than I am. But I was obviously aware of Jose Fernandez and how sort of like magnetic he was and i feel like he was actually sincerely authentically one of the more kind of effervescent personalities in the league and yeah not only an was he guy. one of the like young rising stars and truly one of the best baseball players in the league right he was the most outwardly joyful yeah he really was he was like the kid yeah. on the team and everyone loved him so it was quite tragic yeah it's really sad and you could see how it like rippled through the entire baseball world there was a the i mean the marlins and the mets were playing yesterday and keith and gary and ron all got choked up talking about jose fernandez the his... entire team wore 16 yeah. jose fernandez jerseys yeah. Almost every team across the league hung a Jose Fernandez jersey in their dugout. Yeah. And, uh, Including just, the Mets. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, just very sad, very humbling. Yes. But, um, and then in a moment that only sports, the sort of impromptuness of sports could deliver, D. Gordon, yes. his teammate who was very, very affected, obviously, by Jose's loss, hit a home, his first home run of the season. D. Gordon is a lefty. Jose Fernandez was a righty. He took the first pitch batting righty wow. just out of respect. That's nice. Then he stepped across the plate and on the first pitch swung it upper deck home run. Hit a home run, was like tearfully r- rounding the bases. And Everyone like, was sports, crying. Both sports. teams were crying. Both yeah. announcers were crying. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah. But the game's got to go on. Yep, the game's got to go on, as does the podcast. That's right. <laughs> and um, there's no real fun segue after talking about the death of a, a superstar. <laughs> of a major league baseball player. But the good news is that this is one of our best friends. Oh, ever. Yeah. Never been in the major leagues. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been in a boating accident. She's shaking her head violently, no, like, am I allowed to talk yet? Yes. Um, her brother was on the Los Angeles episode. This is Farron Einhorn. Hi, you guys. She's been holding her breath the whole time. Well, I just want to say two things. Hideo Nomo and Moises Alou. (laughs) What are you talking about? Those are two baseball players, his first and last names that I know. And I wanted your sports fans to know that those are the two that I know. Hideo Nomo was the the Dodger for a while. That's why. He was like in the L.A. sphere. Yeah. Was he a pitcher? He was a pitcher and had a weird delivery where he would like contort his body. Yeah, he'd spin all the way around. Yeah. And Moises Alou, did you say? Sure. You know why she says yes. I think I just might know why you might know that. Give yeah. the context to why Farron knows, or generally knows the name Moises Alou. Well, Farron is an esteemed member of our sketch group, Harvard Sailing Team. Yes. Sure. And we wrote a musical once. <laughs> and included in that musical was a lyric that it totally, uh, meaninglessly, and for no reason name-checked Moises Alou. For the reason of rhyming with another ooh <laughs> lyric. Right. Just, we went yeah. on a run. Harvard Sailing Team went on a musical <laughs> run of singing words that ended in ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we planted some Easter eggs along the way for those that were really paying attention. And one of those Easter eggs was nine sketch comedians singing. Yeah. 
Moise Salou. Other, the time, other rhymes included go see Xanadu. Right. I live in an igloo. Right. Yes. And we say hachu after a sneeze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I say hachu and we say bless, bless you. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go see Xanadu. How sure? did we get away with that? Yeah. Right. yeah. But you did not know who Moise Salou was previous to that. No, but I'm so glad that I do because his last name constantly appears in New York Magazine yes. crossword puzzles. She's so right. <laughs> so I just know. I'm like A-L-O-O. So it's that a- is how, it's A-L-O-U. That's why I never finished the crossword. <laughs> this clears it up. It's, in my mind, it's like a goat, like an alu gobi, like yeah, an yeah, yeah. Indian dish. You yeah. know, alu. Oh, it's A-L-O-U. And it's A-L-O-O. <laughs> that's, that's why I have never finished a crossword. There it is. <laughs> yeah, the A-L-O-U. Yeah, Whoopsies. That is so funny. Sorry, Moises. Oh, that is so funny. Fun fact about Moises Alu, he didn't wear batting gloves. A lot of players wear batting gloves so that the pain from the ball hitting the bat doesn't ripple through their hands uh-huh. and it gives you a better grip Moises Alou before the games would pee on his hands what on earth for grip many seasons <laughs> pee on them yeah for stick just put water like the urine was an, an element like, of stickiness that he could not get in any other yeah. definitely could get from other right. right everyone else was wearing batting gloves no one else was peeing on their hands right. so he definitely could have found another wow was it also like an intimidation element where it's like I pee on my hands for my for my game I'm crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think those guys are pretty superstitious of all the athletes baseball players are the most crazy superstitious right because so they imagine... bury things under opponents fields what the don't hell they? are you talking don't they bury what wasn't wasn't yes. there like a Boston yes uh, stadium oh, oh the jersey yes yes okay under right. home plate yes I know bits you know bits and pieces <laughs> yeah I'm not exactly sure I know what Farron's talking about they like found someone some trickster had like buried a Yankee jersey deep underneath Fenway okay. like some yes. groundskeeper or some okay. like rogue Yankee fan Red Sox groundskeeper had like buried a Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle or something jersey right. yeah so Fenway. that's vaguely related to a grown man peeing on his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In that baseball players are superstitious. Superstitious. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that sure. they're superstitious. For sure. <laughs> Do you have any weird superstitions, Fair? Uh, not, you know, I would definitely, like, kiss the, you know, dashboard when I would run a yellow light yep. for a oh, while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who started that or How did that uh, come about? It, it stuck around for a while, and then eventually I was like, why am I doing this? Trends are really like a trend like that, kissing your hand and touching the dashboard back in the day is a really hard thing to get going without the internet. <laughs> no. Yeah, like, like someone needs to see someone else do that and be like, I'm going to bring that to my car. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then totally. maybe their friends see and they're like, I'm probably going to bring that to my car. And it's like a low, it's, 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 it takes nothing of you to do it. And the results are potentially <laughs> immense. You know, it's like if this is going to prevent me from getting in a car accident, when well, I'm going to kiss the dashboard, of course. Right. <laughs> the interesting thing is That's that gonna... you kissing your hand and then placing your right hand on the dashboard is actually more dangerous than just keeping both hands on the wheel. Possibly. No Definitely. doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just not zipping through a yellow light. It's like, this will save me. Yeah. I could not zip through the yellow or I'll speed through it and kiss the roof. Yeah, gun it and kiss. Gun right. it and kiss it. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of cleaning up other people's pee. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. We are going to uh, discuss with you, Farron, today uh, the topic of pets. Yeah. Love and it. Animals, domesticated animals. You are Love now them. two years in to being a dog owner? Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> I am. I am two years into being a dog owner. And it's crazy that it's only been two years because I've I've loved animals my entire life. Right. I became a vegetarian at the age of six. Right. Because of my love of animals. Is that why? A hundred percent. I remember, you know, like I was six and I came home and, you know, my mom so lovingly made dinner for my family every night. And I remember connecting, you know, we were learning about farm animals and I was like, oh, chicken. And then forking a piece of chicken (laughs) and connecting like, oh, the image of chicken with this chicken breast, you know, and they were they were named the chicken leg, chicken thigh, chicken breast. So it was so evocative that I was just like, "Mm, no, 
caveat, I was a vegetarian who ate hamburgers until the age of 10. So from <laughs> 6 to 10, I ate hamburgers because I felt like I couldn't – I didn't identify. I was like, this is a disc. This is a round patty. This is a disc. It was removed from the body. It was removed. Yeah. The titles really screwed you Interesting. up. <laughs> like chicken leg was too on the nose. You knew you were eating yes. a chicken's leg. It was like it the leg well, that was disturbing It might you. as yes. well have said chicken's leg. Yes, yeah. 100%. A, a, a chicken's yeah, leg. A chicken a named Dory's breast. leg. Right. You know, like I could really, I was just, I this could This chicken was three, it. but now you're eating its leg. Yeah, yeah rough. Right. Yeah, But the hamburger. Hamburger, I was like, it's, a disc. it's abstract. And, and they're delicious and you're a kid. You know, you like love a cow. Hamburger. This isn't a cow. <laughs> yeah, this is a patty. A, it's patty? a patty? It's a patty. It's a disc. It's a disc. It's a frisbee. Have... Did you have pets though? Or was it just straight up like learning in school and then coming home and eating them? No, well, okay, so we learned in school. We had pets at school, you know, like we had a salamander like in our class and we had um, my brothers at the Montessori school he went to. Everyone got to take home the rabbit. The yep. rabbit's name was Hey Teacha. Hey Teacha? Yeah. Like, what? hey, teacher? Like, Just hey, teacher. Oh, hey, teacher. Uh, hey, teacher. I don't know. It was, <laughs> there was a... Sounds pretty Montessori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so everyone got to take it home for a week. So we got to have a rabbit for a week. Cool. Um, but... What do you do? What do you do with a pet rabbit? Do you let it out of the cage and let it run around your house? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you risk, the po- you risk it pooping everywhere. Yeah. But like, yeah, does it, it want to be around. touched? Unknown. Like, I is mean, it hiding from the family when you let it out? Or is it, like, interacting and, like, doing things with you? It doesn't really care. I think it's sniffing, it's hopping, it's waiting for a piece of lettuce. <laughs> right. yeah. I don't think that it's, like... That feels like a forced domesticated animal. Sorry to interrupt rabbits, you, but that feels, like, rabbits, that feels yeah. like just on the other side of the line of, like, animals we should Keep rabbits out of the home, Agreed. maybe outside of the four walls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't need to be in the home. But, but you had it for a week. That's probably a good yes. amount of time to have a rabbit. It was great. Uh, yeah, it was great. It, it died in one kid's home, which was a bum That's... out, but also a lesson, obviously. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. was the lesson? That animals Things die. die. Things die. And, you know, you just that that's sort of part of life. And like, it's not, you know, it's not Eamon's fault. You know, he it wasn't his fault. Eamon just... killed a teacher. It's Eamon's mom's fault. Yeah, that's exactly. the lesson. Didn't have enough lettuce. Natural causes? <laughs> A teacher went down from natural causes? Yeah, old, old, old age went down. A teacher went a down. A teacher went down. Um, yeah, so that so we had animals for bits of time, and I yes. got to hang out with the salamander at school. Right. Yeah. And then I really wanted, you know, cat, cats were a good option because the level of responsibility is yep. lessened. They're you know, super self-sufficient for yeah. the most part. And so my dad, we couldn't have cats because he was allergic. Yep. So he said. We find out later that he lied about it. He lied about it because he didn't want save shit. And it's like, what are you going to challenge? <laughs> Your dad did that too, Adam. Well, he is allergic. He's a mm-hmm. quote unquote allergic to pets. He probably is, or he's just generally generally allergic. Just has like seasonal allergies, and also parallelly mm-hmm. doesn't like animals. Right. Does he anyone in your family me. like animals? My you brother don't. loves animals. No Jake way. was the kid oh. who brought home the rabbit and the guinea pig from school oh. and loved it and took care of it and fed it and was like, oh. he Jake Love. adores. Because if your dad is conspiring against any animal yeah. coming into the house and you hate pets to begin with uh, almost as a result that was like I trickled his sort of animosity trickled down a little bit well you're bit, a family of convenience too and yes. it's more convenient not to have animals oh, by a million about. percent a hundred percent yeah my dad's yeah. just like no like just no we I'm can, allergic we can as easily not have this thing yeah. uh, you know let's just live our lives and he had asthma so we had an inhaler already so mm-hmm. I was not gonna you know be a six year old challenging my father's allergy like mm, I don't believe you <laughs> you know that's surprising because because I would see you challenging that. Well, eventually I did because <laughs> we got cats. <laughs> we got two cats. You're pushy to your own benefit sometimes. <laughs> well, we got cats. Well, yeah, yeah. we got cats. We got cats. We got two cats. Yes. And uh, oh, what were their names? Okay, so we got two cats, and they were a part of a neighbor's litter. Cool. And uh, I went and picked them out. Cool. 
It was a boy and a girl. And uh, I came, my, my brother, Trevor, remembers the story as such. I brought him home and he, and I said, Trevor, we got cats. And I'm holding my cat and I'm petting him. And he's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, I got one and you got one. And he's like, cool, where's mine? And I was like, we don't know. And, and we she, don't know. She was really skittish and she basically lived under the couch we find out later she had a hernia and like my cat was a hernia, dope. A hernia. <laughs> was lifting heavy items from room to room i don't know but i remember being a kid knowing the word hernia because our cat had a hernia <laughs> trevor's cat yeah, trevor's yeah. Cat. let's be very yeah. clear my cat would never have Fine. A hernia. it had yeah, braces yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. cat has the eye borrowed my dad's inhaler just was like having issues so my cat was named oatmeal I don't know. I just thought it was a cute name. Yeah, totally. So then Trevor wanted to name um, his cat after his best friend, which is so cute. And, adorable. And, and I was, you know. How old are you at the time? Sorry. I'm like 9, 10. So okay, he's great. like 6, 7. Okay. You still want to his... expand your name base. <laughs> okay. So this is what. So, I mean, you already so got logic, a Je- You already have a Jeff. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, listen, Trev, like you could name him Jeff. You could, uh, her, you could name her Jeff. Oh, he also wanted to name her a boy's name. Sure. So I was like, idiot. Right. Like, <laughs> like you could name her uh jeff right but you know you're young and jeff might not be your best friend for a while so and a then nine year old st- to a six year old yeah, these young. are my lessons this you're young. and this is her genius <laughs> voice right you're now. young listen listen you're, you're young. young i'm nine once you reach the ripe old age yeah. of nine you're gonna name your you're cat young. something neutral like oatmeal you know so that you don't grow out of so right. i was like you might not be friends with jeff so you might want to reconsider the name so he's like he was like Really good point. You know, <laughs> really valid. Good point. Like you really guys have good point. Had healthy lines between. They had this at a conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were both wearing business casual clothes. Always. It's a really good point. And so we had just come back from a family trip to Las Vegas, cool. where we saw a Cirque du Soleil show. Nice. Um, and so we decided to name the cat after the Cirque du Soleil show, Mister. Yes. So is... this is a seven-year-old with a girl skittish <laughs> cat with a hernia named Mister, which every adult was like, "Why is this affecting it? Is he saying?" <laughs> Mister in a weird voice. What the hell is going on? I still have all of those questions. (laughs) Um, Do you mean Mister? Yeah. Yeah, What's this kid's deal? You know what my problem is with cats, and I just don't understand how cat owners are fine with it. Okay. They just poop in the house, and then that's just there for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like open duty, open duty, open duty policy. Yeah. yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. in what world are you okay with the fumes? Like, I get it. Like, I used to live near a railroad, and my family from time time wouldn't hear the railroad like rattle our house yes. as it drove by so maybe the people who own a cat don't smell no duty that's permeate 100 percent. when blind. you walk into a cat house you as a guest know it's a cat house because yes. you smell the duty yes. yes why don't we walk cats or something mm. how is that the the end game where we're like well we figured it out we're just going to leave the duty floating in the house and well, just one shuffle thing, it into a little house one thing yeah you sh- yeah you can get that you can get you know the litter box with a lid or mm. some of them have sort of like a revolving cat door that yep. helps quote unquote helps the fumes okay but something you can Google and look at YouTube videos on are cats going to the bathroom in human toilets and flushing them. This oh, is a on. trick. This Parent, is a trick. That is, this is a on. trick go that, that pet owners are teaching their cats. And you can YouTube it and you can look at it. And cats will pee, poop, do their business. Toilet training their cats. Hold in on. a human what, toilet. What, what would you say are the three keywords? Because we're about to go into the first act break. <laughs> right. And I want to leave people remembering exactly how to find this. What are the three keywords you might put into YouTube to get what they need? Cat. Human toilet. 
cat human toilet. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna pop ask, those into a Google. We're gonna search. ask you guys to up. hit pause on the podcast, go onto YouTube, and find some cats flushing their own toilets, and then email us or tweet at No Joke Pod with the best videos you found. Yeah, yeah. We will follow up with that. We absolutely will. First, I want to follow up. I too. need to see a cat shitting in a human toilet. Uh, um, first act break. We'll go into a quick ad, or we'll plug a show, and we'll be right back. Sound okay, good, Ed? Perfect. Okay, we'll be right back. This is the No Joke Podcast. Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to No Joke, as always. Uh, wanted to alert you about a project, a movie that I worked on a little while ago called Dirty 30, uh, which was co-written by Mamrie Hart, who is an alum of No Joke, and also stars Grace Helbig, who has also been on the podcast. And the two of them, along with Hannah Hart, star in this movie called Dirty 30, which I was lucky enough to act in. It is available on iTunes, uh, other places on the internet, I think, yes. and also in Target on DVD. Yeah. Physical DVD in physical Target. So if you're a fan of Adam on the podcast, Check him out in Dirty 30. You can get it on iTunes, like Adam said. That's right. And in Target. That's right. And it's in some theaters around the country. That's right. Select theaters for a few weeks. Um, so please, it's a movie I'm really proud of, and it was really fun to work on. Um, so I would really appreciate the support. Great. So check out Dirty 30 and more podcasts. Thanks a lot. So we're back for Act 2 of the No Joke Podcast. We're here with one of our best friends in the world, Farron Einhorn. Hello. We were talking about cats peeing and pooping in human toilets. Right. I just had one other thing about cat poop. Is this true <laughs> or myth that, like, the fumes from cat shit can make you go crazy? That is true. And that's true. why, like, cat ladies, when they have, like, 55 cats in their house, it's, like, part of the sort of cat lady, quote-unquote, syndrome is that the fumes from the shit makes them nuts? That is true. That's it's, true? like, a version of pheromones. Like, it's it's not pheromones it's whatever the cat version of that is right that oh ammonia yes it's ammonia yes and it can make you go crazy like if wow. you're in the same room with it for a long time and it's not cleared out properly like it affects your brain literally do you know you know how uh, some people commit suicide by turning on their car in the garage <laughs> yes do you okay. think that a woman could do that with enough cats just, just wow. suicide stack, by getting 300 cats, cats just, just by cat ammonia and just wait for the ammonia to rise <laughs> what a way yeah, I mean, it'll go. take a while you'll probably die of like dehydration <laughs> yeah, first yeah, exactly. <laughs> way waiting, before you die waiting of insanity for the duty to arrive yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to die of insanity. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's the No Joke Podcast. This is the second act, and our topic today is pets. In the second act, we like yeah. to talk about our current lives with pets. Yes. I don't have a pet. Adam doesn't have a pet. Nope. But like we mentioned, Farron is now in year two of owning a dog, not a cat, named Stella. Stella. This is true. Well, we actually... Yes, and you guys are in the minority in Los Angeles by not having pets, I get, by the way. It feels that way. You know, it there are dogs way. and cats all over this town. True. And there are dogs and cats that need a lot of rescuing, so... You guys just you do know, your part. You know the truth? Not to play hero, I feel like I'm rescuing a lot of dogs in my neighborhood. There what are do you mean? Because Silver Lake, I live in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. Yep. There's a lot of highway stops, 101 stops that kind of go along my neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of bad people yes. yeah. who drop off dogs. Oh, just leave them off the, the eggs. It's oh, true. People, it's drive, people drive blind on the highway and get off on a random exit. It always seems to be by me. And then I'm finding these dogs and having to place them. And I have like a lot you of place them? I mean, place them in somebody who's more willing to take on this yes, task. Yes. How do you do yeah. that? Wonderful. That is Pull amazing. Over. Move. Pull over. Grab the dog. Yes. Look for a collar. Say if someone else is like, "Oh, this happens all the time." Say, "I don't know what to do with it." Will you call the blank? And they most times will. But I just did it two days ago. That's running yeah. into it makes you feel crazy because you're <laughs> running into strangers' backyards 
in the name of good, right. but you're a big man right. and you look like a scary like man. Like a scary 100%, man. And, and, yeah. and, and if they context. yell at you, like, what are you doing in my backyard? You have to yell at them. I'm looking for this dog. And right. now it's like scary and hostile. Thin line yes. between intruder and hero. I'm just right. trying to save some dirty dogs. Ooh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yelled. he yelled yeah. to a stranger. But there, are, like, a lot get of, off my there yeah. are a lot of dogs worth rescuing, like you were saying. A hundred percent. So we, um, so we, me and my boyfriend rescued this dog two years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had been on Pet Finder and, uh, you know, there's a Tinder app for dogs, like on all of the apps. What does that mean? It's basically like it's an, it's a aggregator of mm-hmm. adoptable dogs in mm-hmm. your neighborhood and they did it exactly like Tinder. So you're swiping right or swiping left What's looking the, at dogs. There's got to be a pun. Is there a pun? It's um, Bark Buddy. It's not a pun. It's not a pun, but it's an alliteration. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so I was on these apps on the daily. And so I had in my mind the kind of dog that I wanted, Mm -hmm. just sort of aesthetically. We go to this um, Which was what, by the way? Your idea of the dog? Just sort of like an Australian shepherdy, like uh, a little spotted, like maybe a little. What's Australian shepherdy look like? Um, like not la- like not as prissy as Lassie, like sort of like a herding dog. Take that, Lassie. Yeah, Lassie is prissy <laughs> looking. Like, she no. looks high maintenance. She has yeah. like a, a human woman's lips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh Ew. my god. Ew. Oh she, my god. She just does those, just like with lipstick. That was oh. disgusting <laughs> because he's so right. That's gross. Sorry. I don't want to think about sorry, it. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Um. So Good yeah, call. like a little bit more of like like a low maintenance Lassie version. Yeah. You know, just like a herding looking dog. And right. so um. Grady's friend knew we were looking to adopt, and so she invited us to this adoption event. That was she works for Golden Voice, and so it was cool. called Goldie Pop, and they cool. Golden Voice sponsors it, and they bring a bunch of different shelter dogs to this one park in the valley. And we get there, and I fell in love with a dog that was nothing like the imagination nope. that I had had of the right. dog that I was going to get. She was a pit. She's a pit mix. Right. Primarily, it looks like a little pit. A hundred percent is. You know, black with little like yeah. white paws, a little tuxedo chest, muscular, muscular. Yep, like she, muscular. She, she's a strong girl. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I just, you know, I was, I just, there was something about her that I was drawn to, and so we were still just sort of shopping around, and then there was another couple that, you know, I had told the woman I was like, oh, we're interested in yep. her, but we're gonna just keep looking around, and as I walked away from her, there was another couple that like came over to her and started to like Uh-oh. pet her. The guy picked her up and was being all jolly with her, and you- I was like, Grady, like, look, let's go to the ATM. Get the deposit. We are getting that dog. Like I got really territorial. I can feel it in your voice right now. It was aggressive, and uh, your maternal instinct like kicked in in a way. I needed it when I saw (laughs) someone else with the life that I knew I was supposed to have. I was like, I'm not letting this (laughs) this one get away. This aggression will not stand. So we um, so we took her home, and it was amazing and exciting. And and I put her on my lap, Mm. and you know we took her straight to the groomer to get a bath. And she came with the name Annabelle, and I wanted to rename her. So now her name is Steph. Yeah. And now, what was that naming process like? Was that a collab no, with the boys? N- not really. Not really. I just sort of was like, uh, nah. I, they say that if you're going to adopt a dog that already has a name, that you should do something a little bit similar in case right. they have an awareness Hold of their name. Hold on to the L's. Yeah. L. Yeah. I don't know how true it is, but I did it. Adam, you don't have – sorry to interrupt. No, go. You've never had a dog. No, I've never had a dog. Farron had in her mind, at least she could fantasize about the type of dog that she might want. Yes. Is there – have you ever even allowed yourself to imagine, if you were to own a dog, what it might look like at all? God, mm. that's a great question. I really almost haven't allowed my mind to wander into any sort of practical 
image of a canine that I would want, but I think it would be something like Stella size. Mm. Stella is an, is a, an adult. Look, I have never had a dog. I have a bit of an adversarial relationship with dogs. Yeah, we if should talk to... about your relationship very yeah. yeah, You don't like dogs. Not really. I've always been a little, I've always been a little skittish. And I think the dogs smell that on me and it's a wrap. Because yeah. 100%. I, they, they sense it on me. It's a vicious cycle. And in like a half of a second, the dog has sussed me out for being a f- fearful and and now it's we uncomfortable. Can't, it, that's a tough barrier to break. Right. <laughs> They're looking for an alpha. You're right. looking for, uh, you know, everyone's just, it's a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, my brother always wanted pets. And it was like to his great chagrin that I was stubborn and mean about not wanting one. And my right. dad was much like your dad, quote unquote, allergic. Yeah. Right. So my brother couldn't really get one. And he had to rely on taking the salamander and the guinea pig home for, for a week from right. kindergarten. That was like the time, like that was like the window into the life that he wanted mm-hmm. just for like five days at right. a time. Tiny, a week of up. rebellion. A week, a yeah. week of pet rebellion. <laughs> I'm just imagining Adam right now. Like if somehow through some sort of life circumstances, <laughs> he was like, had to take on the responsibility of like a massive shepherd. Jesus. Like, Whoa. Like, like how I don't, funny I don't know that would I be would the but that would be a buddy comedy oh, that I would watch. hundred percent, Adam and Hooch. Because the, the, <laughs> there are some dogs yeah. that are way too big, huge, like just straight up too big huge. for their kind. Yeah. I remember, like in New York, when you'd see those people walking those like, like a ponies mastiff down the street. Those... You know what's interesting? Those dogs are actually best for New York apartments because they're so big; they require so little movement oh. that, like, the bigger the dog, the less it needs to like get out its energy That's and run around. So a big dog is actually good for a small New York apartment. I have a hard time believing that. All right. Fair enough. But why? Like, what? Like, do- don't dogs want to be mobile? Don't they want to stretch their legs? I mean, t- yeah, they want to stretch their legs. dogs are like three legs. feet tall and five feet long. But they've got so much body that they're not interested in like bolting across a lawn like a little terrier might want to do. As a guy who considers himself kind of big, I want to bolt across big places. <laughs> Why wouldn't dogs? You are kind of a human mastiff, Bill. <laughs> oh, that's a nice <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm just surprised by that. Well, that's why I bring it up because it's a – it's, it's a fa- people are like, oh, it's the apartment is too small for this big dog. It's like, mm, actually, Please. that dog is – stoked to lay on your couch lay your feet go on a short walk twice a day happy dog i've complained about cats personally but i wouldn't be mad at having a variety of sizes of cats (laughs) we've really only got one size for the most part some are fat and some are like puffy or whatever but like we have mastiffs and we have poodles yes could we get like some jungle cat domesticated jungle cats where's the the saber tooth when grady and i were looking for our first apartment we were um you know applying and we said we had a dog we have a cat because we he has a cat that we have and uh you know most questions are like how big is the dog right you know one apartment was like how big is the cat <laughs> no and you were like cat size cat, that's exactly, yeah. he was like the size of a cat like it was the weirdest question it was clearly yeah. like sort of like a brand new landlord yeah. like they didn't know the right question to ask like mm, you got a cat how how big is you your know, cat, is cat? This, what's his favorite color this, <laughs> yeah. this reminds me though i mean there are some cats that are bigger than other cats in some apartments it's true we were all caterers in new york city true and we worked with a woman named LaBouche. LaBouche is a LaBouche. dear, dear legend Not of ours. Not the band that sang Wanna Be My Lover. A woman from an unnamed, oh. unidentified Eastern European nation. Her mm-hmm. name was actually LaBouche. Yes. Mm-hmm. And who wants to take this story on? Adam. Go, Adam. Oh, Okay, so she lived in New York City and she had a pet bobcat. True. Right. A pet bobcat. Right. Which is a giant, which is the mastiff of the cat. Family. She found it in Central Park, I believe. I think she found it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much like you find these dogs along the freeway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She found a 
freaking bobcat mm-hmm. somehow in the city of New York, took it home. A bobcat is a jungle cat? An African safari cat, perhaps? Maybe like a rainforest cat? To me, okay, we picked we some climates. <laughs> We're not sure. It's like a tundra cat. Okay, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so, a rainforest cat? <laughs> rainforest cat? So LaBouche took her rainforest cat, bobcat, home with her to her inevitably tiny New York City apartment. You wonder she, how, I'm sorry to interrupt again, please. how one coaxes a bobcat Truly. into one's possession Eddie. and then just somehow casually brings it back past the Gets past the door, man. Yeah. Are you walking the bobcat home? Are you getting in a cab with this? Seriously. It probably didn't have a collar and a leash to begin with. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, do you just have it in a headlock? Are you dragging it like an old suit? Headlock. How did it get to New York City in the first place? Oh, many so questions. she took the bobcat home. She lived with it for a while. And we she would sort of casually mention it in catering conversation. And everyone would, was always just floored right. and stunned right. that a pet bobcat was even a thing, let alone in tiny, cramped, weird New York City. Right. And we were like uh, – and then, but she was super – into it and obviously loved her bobcat and yeah. told us that she would shower with it. That's yeah. the image that sticks in my mind. Shower with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she explained how. Yes. Expl- try and walk the audience <laughs> she, through that. She would sort of hold it kind of chest to chest. Slow dancing. <laughs> she slow would dance. slow yes. dance with it. Slow dance chest. pose. <laughs> yep. Slow dance pose. A 55-year-old Eastern European woman <laughs> and a bobcat in a studio apartment <laughs> in Harlem. Slow dancing in the Slow sh- dancing <laughs> in the shower. shower. Yep. Okay. And we were stunned <laughs> and horrified, obviously. And, and impressed. I was impressed. Impressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something impressive about it. I would it. say it was 51% horrified, 49% <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Like just one click over towards horror. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the sort of uh, funny little moment was someone asked her, like, doesn't it scratch you? Like, doesn't it – do you get hurt and injured? Shower, like hugging this wildebeest <laughs> naked, in your shower. Naked in the <laughs> shower. Naked in your shower. And we're like, doesn't it scratch you up? And she looked at us and with like a flirty glint in her eye. She said, oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> she liked it. That's why we're clicked over into the terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was that's the 1%. The 1%. Exactly. Yes. So, so funny. But you're right that in Los Angeles, all those sort of like cramped, it's a different – that dilemma of pet owning in L.A. does not exist. No, it's such a pet-friendly town. Yes. Yeah, whereas in New York – and not to uh, like blow up our friend Jen Curran – but she was a dog owner, and in New York, it's so hard. And a cat owner. It's just, yeah, right. It's yeah. so hard to get your dogs and cats around the way you want. Sometimes you have to break rules. Yes. And she, like, put her dog in a baby carriage. Yes. Yeah, you know, there are certain dogs that are, are eligible to, you know, it, 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 it makes preferences towards smaller dogs, which I think is bullshit. But there are certain dogs that are allowed to go on trains, that are allowed oh. to be in certain places in New York. So little loopholes of getting around it are you, you know, apply for a service. like service dog right. vest. Service vest. So you get but then another loophole <laughs> but I that guess dog is needs if you're to be servicing someone. That's not just like you win a lottery and you get a service vest. That's if you have like a handicap. Yeah, you can say like I need it as an emotional sure. support dog. Right. Got you it. know, but it's like if it's misbehaving on the train, it's like clear that you're, you know, mm-hmm. sort of lying. Or you can have them in a carrier or get them, make them contained. Jen's dog is like a, a shepherd mix of, yes. a, you know, big, beautiful Mabel. She's the best. Yeah, great dog. But she's dog. a big dog. And so you can't just put it in a purse carrier style. It's like a 16-year-old human. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yes, yeah. Totally. Yeah, right. it's like a teenager of a person. So her carrier for the subway was a stroller. A, and ba- a I baby don't know, carriage? Uh, uh, is that yeah, the same thing? A, a stroller, okay, yeah, yeah. A baby yeah. carriage that, that she would strap her dog in to this stroller and that was how she brought her from Brooklyn to her workplace nor in she nor the dog do. nor the people on the subway were happy about oh, what obviously. was happening mm-hmm. yeah you gotta make do but now Mabel's got all the room in the world to run around happy yeah. dog Los Angeles you take Stella to dog parks is that no, part of her regiment no? no not at all that is uh, her cross to bear she oh. hates other dogs 
Oh, okay. yeah. She hates the dogs, which was a quirk that yeah. I did not know until after adopting her. After which I had completely fallen in love. So there was no version of "oi, take this one back." It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Never gonna happen. It was more just like we're gonna make this work. Yes. There are there are specialists to help us who we employed and uh, you know seek the counsel of. And uh, would she eat the dogs? It's unknown. I don't want to find out. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. But it, it's 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 an you know she's, she's a, a pit bull. She'll, she's a pit she'll mix. Tear things up. You know she her bark is scary, which yeah. for me as a you know as a person who is sometimes home alone with her is great. Right. Yeah. I feel very secure. Like she's a lover. She loves humans. But you know, if you're a UPS guy or a delivery guy, like you don't want to mess. There's a bit of a protective element. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. Mess. So yeah. she doesn't go to dog parks. Uh, she just hangs out with humans. That's cool to yeah. me because personally, dog parks are hostile. Yeah. It just feels like you're just waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like, like two dogs are sniffing each other and it's like if this sniff just goes the slightest way <laughs> yeah. incorrectly, like I might have to get in the middle of a dog fight. A Who dog trainer it? put it in a way that was like a dog park is like you're going to a party and you're not sure everyone's level of inebriation. Yeah. And like how they take it Agreed. in because you're going into this party and it's like some people are like chill down to just hang out chat about you know stranger things and some people are, are looking on, to get lit on cocaine i'm trying to yeah. eat your butt and knock you out <laughs> exactly yeah and i don't want to be at that party with that person yeah right. so you avoid the party yeah yeah <laughs> you avoid the party all right second act break we need a song about potentially dogs pets or anything about like that Oh. I mean, there's the obvious who let the dogs out. The, oh, the Bahamian? The yeah. worst. Yeah. But <laughs> is there like a, does anyone know of like a soft cover of who let the dogs out? That would be nice. Ooh. There, doesn't there seem to be that somebody would have to use a ukulele cover on YouTube? It feels yeah. like that should be there. Uh, any other animals? We did Mr. Animals? Mistopheles from Cats already. We did. Oh, that's what, a great one. No, one of my secret favorite songs about a pet is John Lennon's song, Martha, My Dear, which is about his Sweet Dog, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs. That's about his dog. Yes. That's awesome. That's a good one. That's the one we will play. Okay, great. This is Martha, My Dear by John Lennon. <laughs> that was little-known artist John Lennon singing the song Martha, My Dear. Martha, My Dear. He's going to be big. This kid's got a future. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Star. What, what should we know about John Lennon? Uh, he's got a bowl cut. Bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> he got a bowl haircut and somehow pulls it off. Okay. But yeah, he's going to be big. So if I went on YouTube, I would type in bowl cut John. John? I think mm-hmm. you, and you should get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. might find some cat shitting on toilet videos. but <laughs> Once again, this is the No Joke Podcast, and this is the third act. We are talking about pets. And in this act, we'd like to talk about our future responsibilities or relationships with animals. Yeah. Um, Adam and you and I don't have pets. Not. But we are both in very committed relationships. Yes. And with, with, humans. Committed with humans. With humans. Yes. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> and in relationships, families tend to grow. Yep. Do you think that Maggie would ever force a pet upon you? She and I have talked about this explicitly. She also comes down on the vaguely anti-pet stand. She had a dog growing up. It was a kind of scary. It was a big dog. Did something uh, go down? Nothing really went down, but it was like kind of unruly and a rescue and skittish and aggressive and would nip and bite and things like that. So it's like, and Maggie's a teeny little thing, and it was sort of a big hulking dog. So I think she has kind of baked in residual intimidation yep. stuff with dogs. Yeah. So she and I, I think, left to our own devices, would never, I don't think we would ever really get a dog and or a pet. And you're not one to really like uh, bring on certain challenges that you already know you don't want. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Like, that's a nice way of saying it. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're not. I'm just saying that you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't say, hey, you know what? Neither one of us want this but maybe <laughs> yeah. we would take 
completely unexpected things away from this. <laughs> that's right. No, I, that's I, not your. That's not your spirit. Not really. So you're not getting a dog. I don't think so. But we have said kids down the road. The kids want to now. All of a sudden, we're the Joe Einhorns in the scenario. It's like, mm-hmm. what do we do? When I'm definitely going to lie to my kid and tell him I'm allergic. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotta get an, out. Gotta get an inhaler <laughs> easily. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, you, get I'm, the props. Get yeah. a prop inhaler. So I'm going to sort of like sort of ride that out for as long as it can take. But if they if these unborn children of mine want dogs and pets, I'll probably cave. Right. Wow. Yeah. So you're going – you're projecting way into the future. Way into the future. You're going kids, kids who are cognizant to the point of wanting a pet. Yes. That's when you're going to get a pet. At, only after – if my resistance has failed. Wow. <laughs> so wow. That's, 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 so you're not getting a pet anytime soon. No, <laughs> no way. At, like seriously, 20, 2046. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long way of saying no. 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 Yeah. Doors exactly. still open, but you're going to have to travel 30 years yeah, in order yeah. to see it cracked open. If my sixth bit. grandkid wants a cat, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. We'll talk about yeah. it. Are there any other animals that you and Maggie have been like, God, we're really into a, I don't know. We do love cute things. I, I would, I know this is like very, uh, anti-cute, but I, like, I could mess with a fish tank. Oh, like, yeah? I could mess with a cool meditative fish Dope. tank. I like that I could do lot. that easy, easy. Salt water? Salt water, yeah. Yeah, you'd want like cool fish? Like, That'd would be... you collect fish? Would you go out oh, and... Oh, gosh. I wonder that's, if I have that people, personality. Fish. people go out to, you know, there's like the neighborhood Petco, but then there's also like fish stores that yeah. have like saltwater tanks where you can get like very rare fish and very like expensive fish yeah. that, hmm. to bring home to your... So you can create like really like... I have friends growing up in Oceanside in New York. I had friends... It was kind of on the bay. Friends' families like had fish tanks. And my best friend, Ryan English's dad, had like... Real fish tanks, like 150 gallon, Whoa. all over the house. It's almost like and there'd be like sharks downstairs, what? and like crazy like tropical fish over sharks here. Sharks downstairs. Yep, really cool. <laughs> the shark tank broke. What? The shark tank broke. This how? is literally the the worst <laughs> yeah, nightmare. nightmare I don't remember how it broke, but I remember I wasn't there. But I remember all the water. Ryan called me, and he was just like, "We had to like move all the sharks into like the jellyfish tank, and the jellyfish had to go here." And like, the other, the salt water, like 150 gallons. They had Gee. jellyfish. I don't know. That was just the word I threw Okay, out cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of various tropical But things. I guess it's actually not that scary because if the shark, take, shark tank breaks and you're not home, the shark is just going to die on the ground? Yeah, it's just – it's way rougher on the shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of my thing. I mean like at a fundamental level – and I know that, Billy, you're sort of anti-fish for this reason. Yeah. It's like you're averse to sea animals because there's an unknown element. To me, sea animals, for that exact reason, Farron, give I'm, – I'm comfortable with them because if they come on my turf, they die. I right. win. <laughs> Uh, you know okay. what I mean? It's like I. But uh, you're more more times than not in that scenario. You're going to be in their turf, right? Water. How often is like a dolphin going to be in a parking lot? <laughs> a parking lot. <laughs> Almost never. I Hopefully, would wait. Hopefully, you know? yeah. <laughs> That's true, though. That's true. But in a situation like that, I got a fish tank. Oh, I have all these the, fish tanks in my house. Mm-hmm. Shark tank breaks. There's a shark on the floor. That shark is on my linoleum dining yeah. room floor. Right. So you get maybe the barbecue what, tongs and you pick it up. And what you, you like about like the idea of having a fish is that there's an implied boundary. That's boundary. Right. This right. animal is not living on your floor That's in right. your bed. There is like it is in its tank, and I determine the size of that place, and I look at it, and yeah. I walk away from it. That's done. Right. Well said. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's, yeah. That clears things up. What about you, Bill? You see yourself with a pet in the future? I'd get a dog. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably you love get dogs. a dog. I mean, I like animals. Yeah. Sure. I don't mind it. I th- yeah. I'll get a dog. I think I'll probably get a dog. That's great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked. But not until I feel like I am ready to give it. It's like kids. Like as until I am like really internally ready to say like, yeah. I'm like ready to forego, forego certain time chunks of my life and mm-hmm. give it to another thing. Right. I'm not there yet. Yeah. For that. For yeah. 
Good to know I myself. Want, yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Exactly. It's better to know that and then get one, and then you know you're going to dump it by the side of the highway. Like yeah. that's what these people are doing. They're exactly. not acknowledging what it takes and yeah. the sacrifices. I agree. Adam doing. and I talk about avoiding landmines down the road. It's like just don't place potential landmines down the road. Just don't get yourself in those situations. And bringing on an animal or a <laughs> spouse or a <laughs> child too soon is like the biggest possible landmine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's it'll sad. ruin your life. Know yes. your limits. That said, there's. It's like you're never going to feel. Fully ready. Also true. You know, also and true. so you also just true. you you make it work. Yeah. We're adaptable. They're adaptable. Right. So it's that's sort of a lovely piece of challenge to it. Yeah. Yes. So I think that what reveals that is then whatever that internal desire, like you really need it now. You know, it's like almost like calling more than ever before. Yeah. yeah. Then you should listen. Then when I you download can... the Tinder for Dogs app, that's calling. That's a it's, step. It's yes. It. You're right. Done. You've turned the corner. Yeah. Now Stella, as you mentioned, is doesn't necessarily play well with the dogs, but that's evolving and changing. Um, <laughs> to the point where you could get another dog or no, would that even be okay? No. I mean, yeah. I think that there's there's maybe a version of getting another dog and maybe that will chill her out. Right. You know, uh, that require that's that next step of responsibility where me and Grady, my boyfriend are like we're not ready to take that on because right. it would be a lot of training and a yeah. lot of – we're content to just – I'm so much happier that she is not down with dogs but down with people. Yeah. She was not yeah. down with people. That would change my social life, yeah. which is you know pretty important to me and yeah. pretty awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> pretty rocking. <laughs> rocking. Um, no, but seriously, I'm a homebody now that I have a dog. But, have uh, you ever feared Stella? Like, have I, I, has there ever been a moment where you're like, uh-oh? Because I imagine that if that ever happened once in a dog-dog owner's relationship, it would probably be a little testy. Yeah. I mean, I've never feared that she will turn on me at mm-hmm. all, at mm-hmm. all. She is She's such a She's never showed lover. her teeth at you? No. And if it is, it's like because we're playing and I'm taunting her and I'm right. like doing little voices and going crazy, you know? And she like <laughs> responds to I would, yeah. I would show my teeth. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. She's, like, turn, yeah. She's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> um, but, you know, when, you're wa- when I've walked her and I've noticed that she's dog, you know, averse or dog aggressive, it makes, you know, they, they say that it's like your frustration shoots right down the leash. That's what trainers oh, say. Oh, that's interesting. That it's like the way that you compose yourself uh, completely transfers. transfers to the dog because they they pick up on yep. energy more than anything And else. that's the Adam problem. Exactly. He's yes. scared, around scared there. ass they energy. Don't like, they don't understand yeah. what's that's happening. That's for sure true. They're I'm like, gonna... why are you so afraid? And that's like cats too. I feel like cats have, but it's like more vindictive where they're like, oh, you're allergic to me? Let me rub my face all <laughs> over your lap. Yeah. Wow. They know. They know. It's the sixth sense. Adam, have you ever considered when you see a dog that might be a little intimidating just yeah. walking up to it and going, <laughs> And just taking the alpha status? Yeah. Like going to the biggest dude in the <laughs> That might solve all of the little issues that are kind of Maybe in that Maybe <laughs> physically get down on their level, even on all fours, and be like, roar, too. <laughs> yeah. I also. Wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't just pronounce the word roar, though. I would, I would roar. Roar. Yeah. Roar. Yeah. yeah. Look I, at I, dead in the eyes. I don't think I've tried that. Okay. Yeah. Find a big dog, the big dog? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've tried that. Well, that's yeah. like the bear. That's the bear approach. Exactly. You see a bear in the woods, you're supposed to raise your hands up yeah. and go, oh, no, 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 I'm a bear, if, basically. If it's, <laughs> yes, if it's exactly. a black bear, right? Oh, yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you. Uh, I think you could scare away a black bear and you get eaten by a brown bear. Yeah, yeah. In the moment, I'm not like, what color is your fur? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I mean, you but know. But you should now. <laughs> I guess so. now. I what was your lesson that you taught me? Didn't you teach me a lesson earlier? Bears don't care? No, 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 no. <laughs> But you had that lesson up already. Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that big dogs can live in small New York apartments? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that's what. <laughs> Never mind that other thing I, I said. The other thing I was just, did I forget <laughs> that? I was yeah. going to say that I'm good. I choose to remember that lesson. <laughs> you choose to remember that black bears will run away from you. So wait, so a black bear I'm supposed to roar act bigger, at. Act bigger than a black bear. Okay. Brown bear, get your ass out of the way. Run the hell away. Yeah, I think it's a run chance. the hell away kind of situation. Yeah, you don't yeah. stand a chance. <laughs> Whew, okay. Yeah. You got to like n- commit that to memory so that in the moment when it happens, you just automatically know. Yes. Fight or flight. Fight That's flight. the, there that. Rhyme goes. <laughs> there, that rhyme totally goes. Totally applies. Yes, literally. I'm ninety flight, ten fight. I would say. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Oh, bears don't care when we went camping. Yeah, we went camping and we uh, had to put all of our food in tents um, and in Ziploc bags, even to sort of keep them super to, secure to keep the bears away. That's right, because bears don't care. They'll well, they mess care. you up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bear, will, bear doesn't care. Bear does not care. Does not care. About your camping trip about your comfort level. Stella no. camping? Has Stella ever gone camping? Not yet. Oh, but you you would take her? A hundred percent. Yeah. Would she mangle some squirrels? Oh yeah. Oh, she loves squirrels. Really? I mean, to eat them. Has she, she has not ever eaten them, but like she'd be stoked to like yeah. look at some. Squirrels. Oh, the We've day will her... come when yeah. your dog is going to come back looking like a murderous clown. A hundred percent covered in blood, blood and feathers, running from her. Yeah, teeth. it's ironic that I was the vegetarian yeah. as a kid, and now my dog is like the carnivorous yes. squirrel eater. And yes. so are you. Teaser? I guess so. And so yeah. are you. That's true. Now I eat all the meats. <laughs> yeah. What turned you, by the way? I know this is sort of going back. It was like wasn't it Harvard sailing team and bacon? Well, no, I, bacon, I, I discovered bacon in my 20s because when I was right. a vegetarian and I was six, I was in a kosher household, and so right. I had not had bacon to that point. Hello. So then when I started eating meat when I, I was 21, her. chicken was the gateway because I could replace tofu with chicken, yes. burritos and salads. Easily enough. And then, uh, and then I got my eyes open to the world of bacon, and thankfully <laughs> we were living in New York City at the time, so bacon, egg, and cheese. Everywhere. Everywhere. Wow. You texted us this morning wondering if there was a breakfast sandwich you could get in the vicinity of here. Wishing it was a bacon, egg, and cheese. You can't even You would have had bacon on it? Yeah. Atta girl. Even <laughs> if you are a vegetarian, in New York there are these vents that pump out of delis <laughs> that literally <laughs> blow bacon air yeah. into the world. Yeah. So it's like, even if you're like avoiding meat eating it, like you're still going to be breathing it in. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like the ammonia of New York City. It's just like the bacon <laughs> smell makes you nuts. You get bobcats for pets. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Makes you nuts. Drives what you... am I? <laughs> all, all sorts of reincorporations <laughs> in Adam's last yeah. life. <laughs> um, well, Fanny, that was the No Joke episode with you. What a delight. Thanks, Thanks for, for having on. me, you guys. Thanks for it's a fun way to wake up in the morning, right? 100%. Good morning. I never wake up this early. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the No Joke Podcast, that was Farron Einhorn. Today's episode revolved all around pets. Yeah. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>